Hello, welcome to My Two Cents Podcast, but it's not the original My Two Cents Podcast that you listen to on a Sunday morning. No, no, no. This is My Two Cents Podcast, but I'm going to be talking about professional wrestling of the week, basically giving you highlights of what happened this past week in professional wrestling. Now, the reason why I'm separating this from my original Sunday drops are as followed. I don't want my episodes to be long. I'm going to also be trying to pull back on my Sunday episodes being completely long. So I decided, and after talking with people that i got gotten feedback from, I've decided to separate. So I'm going to be dropping wrestling highlights on Saturday, but you still will be getting my Sunday show on Sundays. I will repeat, you will still be getting my Sunday shows on a Sunday, but you will be getting my wrestling highlights of the week on a Saturday. But here's the kicker. If and when wrestling does have pay-per-views, you will be getting pay-per-view recaps and basically wrestling of the week on Monday morning. Yes, Monday morning. You will still be getting your Sunday dose of my Two Cents podcast, the main episode the main program but you'll be getting professional wrestling with the pay-per-view recap on monday mornings just want to get that out there so now let me hit this sound drop because anytime you hear this sound drop that lets you know that you are indeed listening to the wrestling portion of my two cents podcast now that will be the beginning intro if you will for the wrestling highlights episode until i find another intro that is it you guys are used to that intro being the nba and nfl draft intro whenever somebody's drafted so you could say this is kind of my drafting episode taking it away from my main episode and now putting it on his own team his own branch if you will but anyway let me get to the highlights of what the main points of the highlights of this episode for the week of march 21st through march 27th now, I'm going to be talking about the main points that will happen under the WWE umbrella on Monday Night Raw, NXT, SmackDown. I'm going to be talking about AEW. What, what happened this week on AEW? After that, I'm going to be expanding my arm out to the recent news of what happened in New Japan Professional Wrestling, the ending result of the annual tournament that they have every year. To, to give you the winner of who's going to challenge their IWGP champion at their Sakura Genesis pay-per-view. But anyway, let me get into Raw highlights. What happened on Raw, the main stories of a three-hour Raw, I'm breaking it down to the main focal points. Um, You have Rhea Ripley debuting on Monday Night Raw, and she calls out Asuka for a match at WrestleMania for the Raw Women's Championship. You had Randy Orton calling out Bray Wyatt, a.k.a. The Fiend, after The Fiend came and ruined Randy Orton's match with Alexa Bliss at Fastlane. You had um, Bad Bunny, yes, international Latino uh, superstar Bad Bunny, challenged The Miz to a match at WrestleMania, and it was accepted, and The Miz accepted, so now you have Bad Bunny going against The Miz at WrestleMania, and the big, big story of Monday Night Raw is Bobby Lashley has now put out a hit on Drew McIntyre, and hit meaning, in wrestling term, is he 
went to the locker room and he told any superstar in the back that if he they could beat up Drew McIntyre to the point that he is not going to make it to WrestleMania, he will give that superstar a chance at becoming WWE Champion, a.k.a. giving him a shot at the WWE Championship. Now, let me break down something that I kind of had a problem with, with Raw. You had Rhea Ripley coming out and debuting and challenging Asuka. Now, I understand WWE's focal point that they want to push new stars and this and that. I get it. But I have a problem with they just inserting Rhea Ripley. Because I believe the big reason why they inserted Rhea Ripley is because they couldn't get Charlotte. Charlotte Flair has come down with COVID and she has been staying. She has to stay at home for 14 days. So... I don't think they're going to have enough time to prep her to come back and sell this match for WrestleMania. So I think they have to hurry up and insert Rhea Ripley in. If I, if to be completely honest, I think they were going to give us a triple threat match with Asuka, Rhea Ripley, and Charlotte. But since Charlotte has, yet again, COVID, and WWE needs time to sell and promote matches, they couldn't do it with this, so now we're left with Rhea Ripley and Asuka, that's just my problem with it, you have a debuting superstar, and her, in whether it be man or female, the first thing is to come out, and oh yeah, by the way, I'm challenging you at WrestleMania, the biggest show of all time, and you're going to challenge the champion, I would have had her at least show, come out and dominate some superstars, uh, before she came, before she challenged Asuka, at least a couple weeks before them, to at least say, okay, to at least show the rest of the fans, okay, this is what she can do, the power strength, the power dynamic, what she, what could separate her from the rest of the pack, from people that never watch NXT, the casuals, if you will, that's going to be looking at WrestleMania just because of the name WrestleMania, the branding of itself, so, in my personal opinion, I wish they would have had Rhea Ripley come out and dominate superstars a couple weeks before her before she challenged Asuka. But hey, they didn't want to do that. That's fine. It's their business. But that's just my little thing. On NXT, William Regal announced that at one of the episodes, one of the takeover, no, 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 next week is going to be a 12-man battle royal. Now, after six of the 12 men have been eliminated, so that will be leaving six men inside the ring, those six men will be going to TakeOver on night one. And yes, TakeOver has been split into two nights just like WrestleMania. Night one will be on Wednesday and night two will be on Thursday. So on night one, those six men will be competing in a gauntlet match and the winner of that gauntlet match will go to night two to face Johnny Gargano for the North American Championship. What else happened on NXT? Um... Finn Balor, he talked to Karrion Cross. That is his challenger for the NXT Championship at uh, TakeOver. And he told Karrion Cross last week after you choked me out, I saw your weakness. Your weakness is Scarlet. Scarlet is going to be your downfall for not winning the North American, not North American, the NXT Championship. The reason why you can't beat me. I used to have those exact same weaknesses and he said demons but after i've got my weak demons under control i have now become a more dangerous competitor in the ring and i have become unstoppable now you only have two options either one you're going to do the unthinkable and control your emotions and actually beat me or either two you're going to spiral out and you're not going to be able to control your emotions and that's when i capitalize and i beat you 
So they're more, they're anticipating, not anticipating, they're building up that match that everybody wants to see at TakeOver, the undefeated champion, not the undefeated champion, the man has won the NXT Championship and hasn't lost it, that has been having great matches night in and night out, going against the man that has, that won the championship but had to relinquish it after he separated his shoulder and he's undefeated in NXT. Karrion Cross is undefeated in NXT. So that is a completely new dynamic that we're going to see at NXT. Um, what else happened? Oh, yes. Walter will be going against Tommaso Ciampa at TakeOver for the United Kingdom title. Now, I have my own... I don't I don't have a problem with this match. I think Walter and Ciampa is going to be completely a blow-away match. They're going to steal the show on both nights uh, TakeOver. They can be on night one or night two. I think that's just going to be the best match completely throughout all the TakeOver. Because you, those two are two brutal guys. Ciampa knows how to match brutality with brutality. Walter, he has some thunderous chops. And chops, ladies and gentlemen, is whenever you are able just to hit somebody on the chest, but you're not open-handedly like you're smacking them. You're doing it to the side, and you're cupping your hands, and you just smack the devil out of their chest. That is a chop. Walter has some of the most powerful chops in professional wrestling. Just type in Walter, W-A-L-T-E-R, chop, C-H-O-P, on YouTube, and you'll see him just chopping away, and you hear the sound effect that the chop makes on the opponent's chest. It's very, very hard. It's a hard chop, and it sounds terrible. If It sounds like somebody just getting smacked, just god-awful. You, if you go to YouTube, you'll see it. Anyway, and another thing that happened on NXT, Jordan Devlin will be going against Santos Escobar at TakeOver in a ladder match for the Cruiserweight title. Jordan Devlin had a match with Kushida. It was a great match, and then after the match, Santos Escobar came out and got in Jordan Devlin's face, and him and Jordan Devlin had a uh, stare down the Cruiserweight champion for America, Santos Escobar, going against the true Cruiserweight champion who was in Ireland because of this whole COVID and this whole pandemic crisis. Jordan Devlin, who never lost the Cruiserweight title, who has the Cruiserweight championship. So they're going to do a whole WrestleMania 10 style match. They're going to be in a ladder match. Both titles are going to be hanging on hanging on top. You got to climb up the ladder to grab both belts. That's basically what's going to happen at TakeOver. So it's going to be Santos Escobar versus Jordan Devlin. I think there's going to be a great high-flying match for Jordan Devlin just to move around and high-fly. I think Santos Escobar is going to uh, try to weaken Jordan Devlin's legs in that match, but I can't wait to see it. And another thing that happened, the big chef's kiss is Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly at TakeOver. They had the contract signing, and Adam Cole was just murdering Kyle O'Reilly on the mic, and he was telling her that you are nothing without Undisputed Era. The Undisputed Era made you, you're weak, and such, and so on. But Kyle O'Reilly just straight up told him that I loved the Undisputed Era. I'm glad that I was in the Undisputed Era. It made me a better man, but I'm here to beat you up, and that's about, that's what I'm coming to do. So at NXT TakeOver, it will be a non-sanctioned match, aka anything goes, no holds barred. It will be Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole. And do I think some blood might be shed? Maybe. I think WWE might allow them to bust open each other and spill some blood. We'll just have to see about that. And the reason why I say might is because WWE has a whole rule that you can't 
bleed on television and or pay-per-view because they're a PG company. And blood on their show means that marketers are going to be scared to promote them and sponsor them. So that's the reason why they had to do away with the, with the blood. I'm just giving you guys a, a nice feedback of why you don't see as much blood on WWE anymore. Um, SmackDown. It has now been made official. Edge will be going against Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan in a triple threat match for the Universal title. Now, in this episode of SmackDown, Daniel Bryan came out at the beginning and he just straight up said, if I don't get a shot at the Universal title, I am not going to leave this ring until I get it. Adam Pearce came out. Adam Pearce is the guy that makes the matches and he just, he's the guy that just makes, yeah, he's the guy that makes the matches and declares what's going to happen. So, Adam Pierce comes out to the stage. He's telling Daniel Bryan that, hey, I understand this, but you lost twice to him. You got to get out the ring and such and such. Daniel Bryan tells him, hey, how about this? You have Ed versus uh, Roman Reigns one night, and then you have me go against the winner of that match on night two. How about that? That'd be fair. Uh, before Adam Pierce can even say anything, because he's thinking about it, and he, that's caught his attention, Edge comes out. And he smacks the mic out of Adam Pierce's hands, just looking real pissed off. And like, how dare you just even entertain the thought of this? He goes down to the ring and he tells Daniel Bryan off, hey, you lost twice. I won the Royal Rumble, a match that you were in. You had your shot. You lost. Suck it up. Go to the back of the line. You're not getting a shot at Universal title. And you, you're you acting like a baby. Daniel Bryan scooped a double... Uh, Leg took down on Edge and starts punching Edge in the face. Repeatedly, Edge throws him off, throws Daniel Bryan off of him, and he gets up and hits him with a spear, a short length spear, might I add. And he grabs the chair and he hits Daniel Bryan once in the back. And now you, the camera's panning over to Edge, and Edge has that old style looking look that he used to have of being a man on a mission, a man that's possessed, a man that's just like, I want it my way. How dare you get into my way? I told you this. Just a, a crazed out looking look in his face. So uh, throughout the rest of the night, you will get segments of Adam Pierce talking, not even talking, but Roman Reigns calling Adam Pierce into his locker room and Roman telling him, how dare you say that you're even going to even entertain the thought of this? You better make this right. And then you have another segment throughout the rest of the, throughout the night of Edge walking up to Adam Pierce and saying, I can't believe you're falling, even thinking about falling into Daniel Bryan's whole trap. How dare you? You better make the right decision. And then you have another segment at the night, Daniel Bryan walking up to Adam Pierce, telling Adam Pierce, hey, listen, I know you got a big decision. I used to be in your spot. I know how tough it is, but you know what the right call is. I know what the right call is. The question is, are you going to make the right call? And he makes the decision later at the end of the night to have Daniel Bryan going against Roman Reigns and Edge at WrestleMania for the Universal title. And it gets into a big brawl of Daniel Bryan trying to fight off, fight Edge, and he beats up Edge into a corner. He turns around, he hits a Superman punch by Roman Reigns. Roman tells his cousin Jey Uso to go out and get a chair, throw it into the ring. Jay does that, get a chair, he throws it into the ring to Roman. Roman's about to hit um, Daniel Bryan in the back with the chair, but he, as soon as he's about to hit him, Edge hits Roman with a spear. 
And Edge grabs a chair and he just starts beating on Roman and Daniel Bryan. And he starts constantly doing it. And then he stops. And then he puts Roman's head on top of a chair. He puts Daniel Bryan's head on top of a chair. He goes outside the room and grabs another chair. Because now he's about to hit Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan's head with a chair. So... In your head, you got to think. A chair is laying down. He puts his opponent's head right on top of the chair. So he grabs another chair, and he's about to fully pop his head on. Not pop his head. Pop uh, Daniel Bryan and Roman's head on a chair. So their head is basically sandwiched in between chairs. That's basically how it's going to work. The uh, Jay comes in before he, before Edge can hits uh, Roman Reigns with the chair. And he take an edge, hits uh, Jay in the gut with the chair, and then he hits him in the back. That allows Roman Reigns time to roll outside of the ring, and, and Paul Bear, not Paul Bear, Paul Heyman is there to grab Roman and start walking up the ramp. Daniel Bryan is now trying to crawl out of the ring so he won't get hit, but Edge brings him back in. He puts his head right back on the chair, and now you have WWE officials come out to try to stop Edge from doing it, and Edge just starts swinging at the officials. He hits three officials, and all the other referees are outside the ring, and then by this time, Daniel Bryan has rolled outside of the ring. Edge folds out the chair and sits on it, and now you see Edge sitting like a complete crazed madman sitting right on that chair, and then she pans over camera angle to Roman that's on top of the stage. He's holding his back because his back has been sore because he got hit in the back with a chair. And you have the announcers basically announcing that it will be Edge versus Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan for the Universal title at WrestleMania. Another thing that happened on SmackDown, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair continuing their feud of who's the best. Um, Bianca Belair had a match against Natalya. And before Bianca could even finish the match off, Sasha Banks comes out as a distraction has the music and everything. Belair is yelling at Sasha, what are you doing here? Sasha gets on commentary, does commentary a little bit, and Bianca walks up to Sasha, and Bianca asks Sasha, what are you doing here? Why are you distracting me? You know, such and much. Sasha's mouthing off to her and telling her, hey, you need to finish the match, rookie. You need to take care of business. Don't, want, don't worry about why I'm over here. And... Bianca Belair slaps Sasha. Now, the reason why she slapped Sasha is for a receipt that was owed because Sasha slapped uh, Bianca after that match at Fastlane. And after I cover SmackDown, I will give you the results of what happened at Fastlane. Bianca ends up winning the match against Natalya. And, like, as I've said, they're, continues, they're continually pushing the feud forward. And because they only got two weeks until WrestleMania happens. So they got to push it forward as much as they can so they can get human as much uh, interest into the match. Sami Zayn, another thing that happened on SmackDown, Sami Zayn uh, was on Kevin Owens' show and he was trying to apologize for kicking Kevin Owens in the head last week on SmackDown. And he was telling Kevin Owens that next week, on SmackDown, he was going to be debuting the trailer of his uh, of his documentary-esque film of how WWE management has a conspiracy against Sami Zayn. 
And he mentioned that Logan Paul, YouTuber Logan Paul, will be at WWE to see the tra- the uh, trailer there. So next week on SmackDown, it'll be Sami Zayn and Logan Paul uh, looking at this trailer, showing it off to WWE audience. And Kevin Owens wasn't trying to have that, so he asked Sami Zayn, okay, I want a match with you WrestleMania, yes or no? Sami Zayn, keep on trying to walk around the question, trying to dodge the question, but Kevin Owens just straight up just bum-rushed him to a corner, started yelling at him, yes or no? Yes or no? And he got to a point that Sami just starts freezing up. He said, okay, okay, you got it. You got your match at WrestleMania, okay? You're, you got it. So Kevin Owens said, okay, I'm glad I got my match at WrestleMania. Now I'm going to beat you up. And Kevin Owens decided to start beating up Sami Zayn. Um, and... Seth Rollins winning against Nakamura, nice solid match. Seth Rollins ends up winning, and now he challenged Cesaro to a match at WrestleMania. Cesaro accepted, and now you got Seth Rollins versus Cesaro on either night one or night two. A WrestleMania card is always subject to change. They always can say it could be night two, but then it can be switched up to night one. So that's why I say either night one or night two. Hopefully they'll have it uh, fixed up by next week, so I can read you off the the match card for WrestleMania. Um, Fastlane, I almost had a complete clean sweep. My predictions were all right except for one, and I will break down the results right now to you. I was right in picking Roman Reigns beating Daniel Bryan. I was right in picking Nia Jax um, and Shayna Baszler beating Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. I was right in Big E beating Apollo Crews. I was right in Drew McIntyre beating Sheamus. What I was wrong was... Alexa, uh, uh, Alexa Bliss. I picked Randy Orton to beat Alexa, but instead Alexa beat Randy Orton because the Fiend deb- uh, re-debuted, came back, and helped Alexa beat Randy Orton. What wasn't predicted was uh, Braun Strowman versus Elias because the original match was supposed to be Shane McMahon versus Braun Strowman, and people didn't even know if that match was going to happen, but since that match got canceled, it turned into Braun Strowman versus Elias, and Braun Strowman beat Elias. If I would have knew that that match was going to happen, I obviously would have picked Braun Strowman because the way they're trying to tell the story of Braun versus Shane McMahon and Shane McMahon trying to do everything he can to get out of the match, uh, that's that's how professional wrestling works. So I knew uh, Braun Strowman would have won. And I also was writing uh, Seth Rollins beating Shinsuke Nakamura. So, out of all the matches that happened that were predicted last episode on my main uh, episode on Sunday episode, I had one, two, three, four, five, five right and one wrong. So, that's a five out of six. Not too bad. I'm hoping that whenever WrestleMania, uh, the matches are announced on each night, I'm able to predict almost majority of them right because I want to see if I'm right on what type of story they're trying to tell. And that is that for the WWE umbrella. Now, on AEW, the big main event for AEW this week was Darby Allin going against John Silver for the TNT Championship. It was a great match to end AEW. You had two guys just throwing everything to the wall. They were just beating up one another and... Uh, you see John Silver throwing around Darby Allen. You see John Silver uh, hitting Darby Allen some strikes and doing everything 
that he can do to try to beat Darby Allen, but Darby Allen being the champion that he is, the uh, never say die, I'll keep on taking a beating, but somehow you're going to have to figure out a way to try to beat me type wrestler that he is. He ends up beating John Silver in a great main event of AEW. If you could look, if you got a uh, cable or if you find it somewhere on the internet, find Darby Allen versus John Silver. Uh, is a great match to watch. And also, if you could have, if you could find it somewhere on the internet or if you have cable this week, uh, the beginning match of AEW was Kenny Omega versus Matt Seidel. And that match was great. I mean, complete barn barn burner. Barn burner in wrestling term terminology is they from the beginning of the match to the end of the match, it was nonstop, constant wrestling. It was a great match. That's what barn burner means. So it was a big barn burner. It was complete, it was complete awesomeness. That match was constant, moving, 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 moving. And Kenny Omega ends up beating Matt Seidel. With the one-winged angel. Uh, later in the night, you had another match. It was a six-man. Lucha Bros and Laredo Kid going against the Young Bucks and Brandon Cutler. It was a great match. It was another... like This This AEW uh, show this week had three great matches that I want you guys to like go out of your way to look for. If you can. And if you do have cable, uh, go on your demand and watch those three matches. I'm not saying watch all of AEW, but those are like the three main things to watch, especially the ending of the Laredo Kid and Lucha Brothers versus Young Bucks and Matt and uh, Brandon Cutler. Oh yeah, Lucha Brothers and uh, Laredo Kid beat Young Bucks and Brandon Cutler. And what happened after the match was Kenny Omega came out and started beating up on Laredo Kid, and he starts taking the Young Bucks to task. He starts telling them that. I could have stayed in New Japan where the people loved me and I loved them back. I had a guy that was there that was my best friend and he supported me and I supported him from the beginning when I got to Japan to when I became the big mega star over there in Japan. I could have stayed over there. I could have stayed with the comp with a company that loved me and everything and such and such. Or I could have went off to greener pastures in New York. In wrestling terminology, when somebody says New York, they mean the WWE. And then he says, I didn't go to New York. I chose this. And he says this phrase particularly. I didn't choose AEW. I chose you guys. And what he meant by that is, the story behind AEW is, it was the brainchild of Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. AEW is big on stories, and AEW's whole beginning foundation story is it was the brain concept of the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. Without those three men coming up with the idea of trying to change professional wrestling and without uh, going to New York WWE, you wouldn't have uh, AEW. You wouldn't have this another big brand, big company. You'll only be going straight to WWE because that was the only thing that wrestlers had the dream of since WCW was gone and Impact Wrestling is not like the number two company anymore. It doesn't have like big budgets behind it and Ring of Honor Wrestling doesn't have big budget behind it. AEW is like the only wrestling company now because it has Tony Khan who is the son of a billionaire who owns the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, 
and um, some soccer teams and some other business ventures. Those are only ventures that I know of because they their uh, tape at da- uh, AEW tapes in at Daly's place in Jacksonville, Florida. That's the only reason I know this. And the thing is, Kenny was basically reiterating to them, I chose you guys. I could have stayed in Japan. I could have went to New York, but I chose you guys. I chose what you guys envisioned, and you guys did not choose me. Because last week on AEW, uh, the Good Brothers and Kenny Omega were beating up on John Moxley and Eddie Kingston, and they were about to crush uh, John Moxley's throat with a chair, but the Young Bucks came out and stopped them from doing it, and they, Kenny Omega was telling them, what are you doing? And that's basically the whole backstory for that. So now he's giving them another opportunity this week. He's telling them to throw up the too sweet sign, and he's telling them, this is your other, this is your only opportunity right now. Choose me. Choose me. The Young Bucks are looking at him in confusion and saying, what are you doing? And he's in Kenny Omega is just constantly saying, choose me, choose me. And the Young Bucks go to the back and Kenny Omega says, fine, whatever. You guys are dead to me. Fine. This is we're dead. You're done. And he turns around and he eats two super kicks. Kenny Omega eats two super kicks from Pentagon and Ray Phoenix. And it sets up for next week's match. Next week on AEW, you will see Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers, Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson going against Lucha Brothers and Laredo Kid. My thing with that is, if they can beat, if Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers beat Laredo Kid and Lucha Brothers, it's only going to further submit the story that's going to uh, basically be Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers will be going against the Young Bucks and the Good Brothers taking the AEW tag team titles off of the Young Bucks. I see that story progressing into that for what they're trying to tell. But only time will tell. I think that's where they're going with this. Now, on to New Japan news. The big thing that happened this week was the finals for the New Japan Cup. Now, the New Japan Cup is whenever they have, I believe, 16 guys. Hold on one second. Yep, 16 guys in a tournament, and they will battle. It was a single round tournament. It's not a round robin. Round robin is you guys face one another, and they calculate all the points about that. No, this is a single base tournament like everybody else does. You get one shot. If you lose, you're out of the tournament. And it came down to Will Ospreay and Shingo Takage. And they had a great match. I looked at the highlights of it on YouTube. I don't have New Japan World yet. I'm going to be getting that sooner or later. But um, new. I saw the highlights. The highlights were good. And I saw the aftermath of it. And Will Ospreay beat Shingo Takage. And might I, might, might I put this out there. Will Ospreay suffered a broken nose from earlier in the tournament, but he still continued to wrestle. And he also had a tore rotator cuff. So, people are going to say wrestling's fake. I just want to throw it out there. Continue to do your job with a torn 
rotator cuff, and a broken nose, especially where it requires you to slam somebody, run the ropes, and do all these type of things. That stuff requires you to breathe. And apparently, from what I understand, if you have a broken nose, it's hard for you to breathe. I've never broken anything in my body, thank God. But I will never say that professional wrestlers don't earn some respect from everybody. I just want to throw it out there. Do never disrespect professional wrestlers. They work hard at maintaining their craft. They have to do sir. They have to do a lot of things to maintain and preserve their bodies as well, especially as years have gone on. A lot of wrestlers now in America that are up in age in WWE time, they are now coming back to the wrestling because their body has was have are now able to absorb that punishment and also their body has able to figure out a way how not to take as many hits and slams as past wrestlers. Because now wrestlers now, they're more agile, they're more athletic, their bodies are accustomed to, okay, if I fall down here, I got this recovery time, all right. Their their bodies are able just to figure it out. That's what, what I'm getting at here is this. Respect professional wrestlers, don't disrespect professional wrestling. Anyway, getting back to New Japan, Will Ospreay beats Shingo. And after the match, he calls in Kota Ibushi. Kota Ibushi is the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. He is the first ever IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. That belt is made up of the IWGP Heavyweight and the IWGP Intercontinental title combined together. So now New Japan will be debuting a new belt that the new IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. So now all the history behind the IWGP Heavyweight title will be in the history books, and that belt will be retired. And the IWGP Intercontinental Championship, that belt will be retired. Kota Ibushi will be the first ever IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. Just want to give you guys a little bit of backstory on that. Will Ospreay calls out Kota Ibushi. Kota Ibushi gets in the ring. Will Ospreay tells him, I have no problem with you unifying the World Championship and Intercontinental title. I know people do, but I don't care about lineage. I don't care about history. I care about being the best. I care about being number one. And right now, you're number one. So I can't wait to beat you and take that newly crowned championship away from you. He says, I love being number one more than anything and more than anybody. And then he turns around, and as he's turning around, his stable, his people are behind him. And that would be Jeff Cobb, the great Okan, and his girlfriend in real life, and also in professional wrestling, because that was his uh, manager, Bree, B, Bree Priestley. Sorry, Bree Priestley. He turns around, and he looks at them, and he gives Bree Priestley an RKO which basically is a diamond cutter. I'm trying to use wrestling uh, names that casual fans probably can easily look up without having to uh, search for it so much on YouTube. So that's the reason why I say an RKO and a diamond cutter. Those are the two most uh, frequent names for that move. He hits his girlfriend with that move, and Cody Ibushi was about to get... And try to protect her after that. But Great O'Connor and Jeff Cobb steps in front of Bree Priestley. And he tell, they tell Cody Ibushi, hey, mind your business. Don't worry about this. 
Will Ospreay gets out of the ring, he grabs the trophy, and he walks out. This is setting up for Bree Priestley to probably leave and go to the woman promotion in Japan, uh, stardom, and do something over there. New Japan really doesn't have female wrestlers, so I just want to paraphrase that so everybody understands that they set up a maybe number woman. No, 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 no. This is just their way of writing B. Priestley off so she can go and wrestle over in uh, New Japan's women promotion stardom that they have bought. Just want to put, put that out there. So at Sakura Genesis, you have Will Ospreay versus... Um, Kota Ibushi for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. That is my news from over in New Japan. Now, before I do leave, I have a question that I think I need to answer. The internet this week was, or after Monday, it was wrestling Twitter. Okay? The wrestling community started tweeting out, tweeting out and they started having this big commotion about who's your main event WrestleMania night one because on night two has already been established that the Universal Championship Edge Roman Reigns Daniel Bryan will be main eventing night two and night one people are they debating whether it will be Lashley versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship or Sasha Banks versus uh, Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's Championship and now let me mind you Bianca Belair won the Royal Rumble. And usually the Royal Rumble winner gets the main event of WrestleMania. They have a shot for the for their uh, genders championship, and they get to main event WrestleMania. Now, if they didn't, if they didn't split WrestleMania up into two nights, and they just had it one night, I could understand them giving it. To uh, Edge and Roman and Daniel Bryan for the Universal title in the main event. I can understand that completely, even though Edge won the Royal Rumble. He just has more backstory, more legs, because Edge had to drop the championship, the World Heavyweight Championship, had to relinquish it, vacate it uh, 10 years ago. And he came back 10 years later to win the Royal Rumble. And now he's in the main event. I can understand why they would give it to Edge if it was just a one-night scenario. But since it's two nights, I'm trying to understand why WWE is not... If they don't give it to Bianca. Personally, I don't think WWE is that stupid not to give it to Bianca Belair. And I understand that they might not want to give it to Bianca Belair off this one token. Last year at WrestleMania, they had two nights... And, here's the thing, Drew McIntyre won WrestleMania before, not WrestleMania, won the Royal Rumble before the pandemic came over into America. And Drew McIntyre never got the crowd cheer and everything else as WrestleMania of past times have been. Basically, WrestleMania with a crowd. Last year's WrestleMania, they had it inside their performance center. And Drew McIntyre faced Brock Lesnar, who was a big uh, monster champion at the time, unbeaten. Nobody could beat Brock Lesnar. And Drew McIntyre was the one to beat Brock Lesnar. And he did it inside the Performance Center. No crowd, no nothing, just announcers and the wrestlers in the ring. So people might forget that, but... 
Vince McMahon doesn't because Drew McIntyre was a soldier and he held that WWE Championship for a good amount of time in 2020 and everybody was just loving Drew McIntyre being the WWE Champion in 2020. So I don't know if Vince is going to reward Drew McIntyre for that this year at Mania because this is the first Mania, well, since the pandemic, that we that they will be having crowds. So I don't know if Vince is going to reward Drew with that or is he going to give Bianca that spotlight? If it was me running the company, I would give it to Bianca uh, because she's the first black woman uh, to win the Royal Rumble. You already got a first for that. And you're now this will be your first uh, singles women's main event and two women of color, you know, uh, Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks to do it in the main event of WrestleMania. But here's where I'm thinking that they might not do it because Vince is all about loyalty. And Drew McIntyre could have easily pitched a fit and everything else, but no, Drew soldiered on and Vince uh, rewards soldiers. So he might give Night One to Drew. And, we're, and if he does, you're going to see a whole lot of backlash because everybody wants... The tradition of the Royal Rumble winner to get the main event at WrestleMania. Because if you don't... It defeats the purpose if you don't do that. It defeats the purpose of, hey, we're going to throw this event called the Royal Rumble. And if you win the Royal Rumble, you go into the main event for a champion, for the championship. But if that doesn't happen, what's the use of doing the Royal Rumble? That's going to be the main point. Because Daniel Bryan, he didn't win the Royal Rumble, but now he's in the main event of WrestleMania Night 2. And this is what set a bad precedent if you give it to Drew and Lashley, because people will say, well, Drew didn't win the Royal Rumble, or Lashley didn't win the Royal Rumble, but they get the main event slot of a Royal, of a WrestleMania. They're setting a bad precedent if they do not give Bianca and Banks the main event. If I was running the company, I would give it to Bianca and Banks. Drew is still going to have his match with Lashley. Drew will still get the fans cheering for him. Drew will still get the fans cheering for him if he wins the WWE Championship. Hey, it's Pat. Hey, listen, everything is about timing. And Drew had his time and just so happens a pandemic happened and killed his all that momentum that he could have got the fans uh, cheering for him when he beat Brock Lesnar at last year's WrestleMania. The bad, the pandemic hit and that screwed everything up for him. I feel sorry for Drew. Last year I felt sorry for him. The whole wrestling community, the whole wrestling world felt sorry for Drew McIntyre. But time has passed and now. You got to suck it up, bro. You got to soldier on as you've done before and wait and, and just wait that hopefully next year, because I don't think Vince is going to like not give Drew the championship. I think Drew will hold on to the championship for a good amount of time. And then after that, Drew might main event next year's WrestleMania. Who knows? But as I said, if it was me, 
I would have Drew McIntyre and Lashley not main event one of the WrestleManias. I'll have Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair main event that one of the nights, well, basically night one of WrestleMania. But then again, that's just me, G2, my two cents. Ha, I still got it in on this episode of the wrestling edition, uh, the wrestling weekly of this branch of my two cents podcast. Anyway, that's Gerald Garrett, but that's G2. I've given you guys the news uh, breakdown of what happened on each brand of professional wrestling this week of major news. Oh, and one more thing. Um, Let me get it right now. Well, technically, two more things. Another thing on NXT that happened is uh, Danny Burch, he got uh, injured and he had to relinquish his half of the NXT tag team title, so that and ultimately mean Dan, uh, Oni Lorcan, his tag team partner, had to relinquish his half of the tag team title. So basically, the NXT tag team championships have been vacated, and they're now going to be uh, determined who's going to be the winner and be the champions at NXT TakeOver. It will be a triple threat match between Legado Del Fantasma's uh, Joaquin Wilde and Raul Mendoza going against the Grizzled Young Veterans going against MSK for the NXT uh, Tag Team Championships at TakeOver. And we will be getting wrestling every single day of the week coming April 8th, I believe, throughout that week. And what I mean by that is this, Impact will now be moving from Tuesdays to Thursday night. So it will be Monday night, uh, Monday Night Raw. Tuesday night will be WWE uh, NXT. Wednesday night will be AEW. Thursday night will be Impact. And then Friday will be SmackDown. Uh, I will have wrestling to watch literally every single day of the week. And when that lineup happens, I will try to watch every piece of wrestling content of that week and come back to you guys and tell you what happened on each one of those programs. Now, I am done. You guys will hear from me tomorrow on my uh, Sunday podcast when I interview my mother. That should be a lovely chat that you guys listen to. Um, I'm done. I'm out of here. And until you hear from this sweet voice again, I love you guys. Check out my Sunday episode when it drops. I love you guys. I'll see you then. Um, goodbye. I'm tired. You tired. Jesus wept.